The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And a happy Friday to everyone. Welcome to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. We've got a fantastic show today. Uh, we're really going to be uh, delving into a really interesting topic, uh, getting into uh, how you think. Uh, we're going to be discussing the neuroaxiology of the brain. I know that sounds uh, super scientific. It actually is, but uh, we're going to have a fantastic friend of mine breaking that down for you in, in discussing really uh, the top reasons why people get stuck in the way that they think. And we'll uh, discuss three steps of how to get unstuck. So we're super excited. Uh, interesting story, actually. Uh, I was in Denver, Colorado at a PMI convention uh, happened to bump into this person, and we developed a lifelong friendship from that point forward. Uh, this person's name is Tracy Duez. She owns uh, Break Free Consulting, uh, has written a, a fantastic book that's out there. And I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in, bring her on to the show. Tracy Duez, welcome to the Work-Life Balance. Uh, thank you so much, Rick. This is so awesome. I'm excited to uh, to talk with you and, and be on your show. It's been great so far. I've listened to this. The previous episodes that you've done last last time with John, so uh, excited to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Why don't you uh, introduce uh, yourself to the listeners? Tell them a little bit about yourself, what you do, a little bit about your company, and certainly a uh, little uh, little teaser about neuroaxiology. Well, sure, sure. I um, I have sort of a I don't know. I guess you can call it a boutique consulting services company where I help technical, detail-oriented people probably that have come up um, through the ranks to, to be leaders or executives, and um, I help them to, well, work better with people because they're already sort of brainiacs uh, for the most part, you know, nerdy, geeky people like myself. I, I don't say that disparagingly at all. Um, and, and, and you have all these great ideas, and then nobody will listen to them. So that's really what I help people with, uh, and I help people get over that and... Um, and really process through their own thinking um, the things that have been getting been getting in their way. So I uh, do a lot of corporate speaking, a lot of speaking for PMI, uh, which is where we met, which was uh, which was just very serendipitous uh, to to just meet there in the hallway. And um, um, and so I use this science called neuroaxiology to help people think better, lead better, make better decisions, and. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I do. So I teach classes and speak on that kind of stuff. You said it was serendipitous. I, I agree. I, you know, as, as as extroverts that we are, we normally get our audio, you know, our uh, energy from audiences. But you know, in the hallway, I'm I'm 
pretty reserved. I'm, you know, I'm an outgoing person, but I generally just, you know, I'm not the guy in the hallway going, hey, how are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? Right. So, <laughs> so to meet you uh, in the hallway like we did, it, it was fate. Uh, in, in I, I don't know, there was a certain energy about you. And, and we bumped into each other, like we, like I said, and, and you know, have been fast friends and great friends ever since and certainly supportive of each other's careers and, 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 and so on. Yeah, I, I want to spend a, a second here um, because. You know, I do personality tests and, and personality profiles all the time. Certainly, in my consulting, you know, one of the ones that I use is, is Disc Profile, and uh, you know, in my book, I use that. And what's funny about that is you you show a picture in in your speaking uh, that I love, and, and you know, I, I love you, so I don't steal it. Uh, but I, I love it is with, with the little kitten, and they see themselves as a lion, right? Okay. And so when you're answering a Disc Profile. I can manipulate a disc profile. You know, if I know a client wants me to be a high D personality, I can answer it to be a high D personality. If if uh, somebody wants me to do a Myers Briggs, you know, I can I can manipulate that. I know how to answer the question. So, you know, people look at mine and they're saying, you know, what is your behavior pattern? Is it direct and controlling? Is it direct and supportive? Indirect supportive? Indirect controlling? You know, it it, it, it lends itself to maybe not be as helpful as it could be. When somebody's answering it, so then you switch over, and, and actually you can you can take this personality profile for free on your website, Break Free Consulting. Um, and in the first thing out of the gate, you start to rank the following when when you look at neuroaxiology, and, and you have to rank these things from best to worst. And there's some things out there that says you know a short circuit or a devoted scientist or a rubbish heap, but then you get into stuff like you know blow up an airliner in flight or burning a heretic at the stake, and you have to make decisions as to what's better or worse. In this whole list, torturing a person in a concentration camp, I'm sorry, but that's just beyond manipulation. And what I love about neuroaxiology and what you teach is it really does truly get to that root cause of of your decision-making and how you think. Absolutely, and that's the whole reason I'm even in this business. I mean, I'm a chemist by degree, and then I was a lazy chemist, so I got into, like, robotics and stuff, and, and then... Then IT, and so I was director of an IT consulting company when I took this uh, this assessment. And just as you said, I was so insecure with myself that I would always take the Myers Briggs or DISC or any of those other personality or behavioral tests from the standpoint of, hey, what do they want me to put? I, I, it wasn't an honest kind of thing. I was afraid you know people would find out I was a loser or something. And so when I took this test, it really kicked me off because I didn't know how to manipulate it. And so being the, the nerd that I was, I looked for this test. I tried to figure out where it came from, who did it, what's behind it. And that's when I found this science called axiology that sort of changed everything in my life. And so it does. It measures your decision-making abilities from a positive aspect, because there's some good things on the list, right? There's like a, a good meal. There's a baby. There's a mathematical genius. There's some good things on the list. Um, but it measures how you think how you process and and make decisions and from the results we can look at what are your cognitive assets because you might not even know what they are because you just keep doing what you've been trained to do uh, skills wise and manually um, and not really looked at the the thinking aspect of it so a lot of the personality we can help explain why maybe you're an introvert or an extrovert or any of those kind of aspects uh, when it gets to that little deeper level of thinking. So is that where you say people become stuck? Do people just have these, um, 
un- unconscious thoughts that keep them stuck and or or maybe they just have developed these behavioral patterns and thoughts that you know you you go to seminars like ours and, and they hear somebody you know like Maxwell speak or me speak or you know they do a disc profile and and they get better for a couple of weeks right and then they fall right. back into those <laughs> patterns Right. And and find themselves stuck. Is this a? Are we really stuck, or is it because of something like axiology that we can find ourselves getting better? Yeah. Yes, and yes. So we we end up getting. I believe we end up getting stuck uh, because we keep using the same. Our brain loves to just create habits and keep using those over and over again. And and for, for you and for the people listening to the show, for myself, we we've become pretty successful with the habits that our brain has developed over the years. But those your brain wants to keep doing those kinds of things. So with personality or behavior tests, those things are measuring um, what is. And I think the intent of that is to then tell people, like, hey, I'm a this, and you should treat me this way. But what if you don't want to be whatever it decided that you were or that it's showing you that you are? And so, so for me, believe it or not, introvert all the way, Myers-Briggs, anywhere you go, DISC, I'm very task-oriented, uh, Myers-Briggs, the, the uh, high I. But I didn't want to be that way. And, but personality and behavior, they're like, well, sucks to be you because you're that way. And I, <laughs> that's not true because our brain can change. And that's, that's the most um, amazing thing is that it can. So when you try to change it on just the behavioral level or the personality level, you end up with, like, book of the month club, right? Or, like, we do, you come in and hear a motivational speaker, and you'd be like, yeah, I am going to do this next great thing. And you'd go out there all fired up on Saturday or whatever day you heard it, and then Sunday you're still working. Monday comes, and then Tuesday you're like, screw this. I'm not going to do this anymore. You know, because <laughs> it's, it's a personality level that that happened, not the level that you make decisions at, the, the thinking level. I mean, Thomas Edison said we can't solve today's problems from the same level of thinking we were at when we created them. Very nice. So how do you raise your level of thinking? I, there aren't many thinking classes out there. This so is true. I think that once we get to that level, I think we're ready to move forward and we can get unstuck. So essentially, there's no pill I can take and then just wake up a better thinker tomorrow. Is that no, no, but believe it or not, you have strengths and stuff already within you. Gifts that you already have that you could use, you might not even know that they're there. So what are some of the reasons do you, that, that people get kind of stuck in this, in this kind of trap? Yeah, well, let's, let's, yeah, let's just look at some of them. Uh, the, the number one one for me was I just had a, a low self-confidence and just this lack of, of belief in myself. And, and I wasn't a slacker. I mean, I don't even know where those thoughts come from, right? But they're in your head, and they, they, I blame all of mine on my mom. and She's okay with that. Um, she laughs. But, uh, you know, I, mom, mom always told me not to talk to strangers, right? So when you're four, great habit for your brain to develop not to talk to strangers because, you know, I was the oldest, and my, my mom had my sister less than a year later, another sister a year after that, another sister a couple of, So my mom was 23 and had four girls going to the A&P to go grocery shopping, right? And so don't talk to strangers, great habit for me to develop. She did not want her oldest, smartest, and prettiest daughter to be taken from the grocery store. 
However, when you're 34 and a director of an IT consulting company, not talking to strangers is a terrible habit to have because it also caused me to have, well, no friends. And when you have no friends, you <laughs> lack some confidence. So those kinds of things, again, they're just habits. They supported us at one time. Their thinking habits did. And, um, and they can cause us here to get, to get stuck and to feel like we, we can't move forward. So that, that's one of them. Uh, another was, I, here's one I had from a, a, a client uh, just recently. They said to me, well, it's not supposed to be this hard. What is it? I don't even, I didn't even know what to say. Like, who made up that rule? Where did that, where did that thought, again, it's just a thought, come from? So they don't want to work any harder because it's not supposed to even be as hard as it is. Well, I certainly don't want to be this hard to lose weight. That's, you know, I just wanted to come off as easy as it went on. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so false beliefs can, can really keep us stuck as well. And it, they can be rational, they can be irrational, but we, we don't ever know because we just believe them. And a lot of times they just stay within our own thinking, within our own, within our own head. So even with, with losing weight, there are some things that we tell ourselves that keep us stuck at a, at a certain weight. And once you get beyond that, the thinking that's keeping you there, I do believe it's easy or at least easier than it well, is we, where you currently are. If we can find a way to eat potato chips, watch TV, and lose weight, I'm in on axiology. That's where I'm at. <laughs> so what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to pay the bills. We're going to listen to some sponsors here real quick. And when we come back, we're going to start talking about what some of those real problems are and actually discuss what axiology is. So we'll see you on the other side of the break. This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other. Where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage where applications aren't just part of your brand, they are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. 
Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back. We are talking with Tracy Duaz, who is an expert in the neuroaxiology science of the brain, uh, and talking uh, really about uh, how people get stuck in their thinking. Uh, we're going to be discussing really how to get unstuck as well in, in this science, uh, really not a personality profile at all, but how people really get into some of that critical decision thinking. And, and we're in the middle of, of some of the reasons people are stuck um, in, in some of their thinking. And, and we had talked about low self-confidence, uh, talked about some of the uh, false beliefs. Is there a couple other ones out there, Tracy, uh, that, that, that people kind of get stuck in their, in their standard way of thinking? Sure, sure. Uh, fears are, are a big one, right? Fear of uh, uncertainty, fear of failure, fear of a, a number of different things. That's, that's also a big one. And, um, have you ever heard, like, fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real? Have you ever heard that? No, that's fantastic. Yeah, here's the thing. A lot of people have heard it and they believe it, but I don't believe that it's always false evidence appears real because then that makes us a victim of the false evidence because if it appears real, what else can we do about it, right? I, I believe that fear can also be an acronym, but it's more about us being fully engaged in avoiding reality. Wow, I like that. Most of our fears aren't real. They aren't. I mean, fear of falling, right? You're going to blink if something comes at your face. We have certain, but fear of quitting your job and starting your own company, that you weren't born with that fear. Yeah. So, so those are the kind of things that, that, uh, that also keep people stuck, just a different, in different kind of fears that we have. And um, uh, another one is people will say to me, well, well, Tracy, you don't understand. I, I, I can't move forward because... I haven't found my purpose. And I, and the purpose is big with you, right? Oh, yeah. Maxwell, right? Maxwell, uh, John, you know, you and I are both part of the uh, John Maxwell team. And yep. uh, intentional living. And, and uh, I actually, I, I spoke to a high school uh, on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, if, if, you're, if your business that you're running, you, you know, you own your own business or you're trying to figure out if you do want to run your own business, if your business that you're running or leading isn't aligned with your purpose, then, then you're never going to be successful. And that's one of the yeah. biggest things I try to teach. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's the thing. When it comes to purpose, a lot of people do the same thing as, as with, with fear. They become like a victim of, oh, haven't found it. You know, I don't know where they, I don't know where they looked, like under their desk chair, in a file cabinet. I don't know where they looked for it, but they'll say, I haven't found it. And here's the thing that I believe. I, I believe we are creators. That's where we get our energy and our motivation. We, 
we create stuff, even stupid stuff, right? Or we just, we're creators. I believe we create our purpose. And so if you're expecting it to, like, fall into your lap, it may happen. It has happened for some people, but I don't believe the majority of people said, you're just sitting there one day and, like, bird poop or something. <laughs> oh, my God, here it is. This is my <laughs> purpose. It just dropped out of the air. But, well, we, you have to create it. And, and that requires a hard work and effort and thinking and stuff like that. And so, uh, and that's one of the things, one of the steps we'll talk about here before the end of the show is how, how can you do that? So I'm, I want to be sure I give you some ideas there on how, how you can create your purpose because I think that's why we're, we're here. We're here for a reason. Yeah, most people just need to simply realize that their purpose is to provide. <laughs> right. yeah. to me it's it was a simple thing you know uh, i i always tell a story you know some people believe that their purpose is the is the greater good or they've got to you know create and, and for me my purpose was always to provide so you know i i went through tough times where i'd lost positions and and you know i was i was the best seller of lawn and garden at sears because my purpose was to provide for my family so ego was not involved but uh, yep. providing for my family was so Absolutely. Yeah. So can we discuss axiology for a moment? Can you, you know, there's, there, you, know, you talk about three dimensions of value and tell us what that is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's sort of the foundation of, of axiology is a work by Dr. Robert S. Hartman. And uh, we can give you, your listeners some links to that kind of stuff. You can find them um, on the website too that I'll, I'll point you to. Um, but there's three dimensions of value and they're hierarchical. And the, lowest dimension of value, if you think of it mathematically, the hierarchy, math is a hierarchy too, you think of it as like a one or a zero, it's, it's what we call systemic. It has to do with plans or our head, stuff we make up in our head, um, rules or ideas, processes that we come up with, procedures that we come up with, uh, expectations or intentions, all of those things are, are systemic in, in that in the systemic dimension of axiology. And it, it sounds weird, but it's the lowest dimension of, of value, because that's what axiology is, the study of value and value judgment. And um, this, a lot of people believe that, like, their goals are, like, way up there. There's, some people, if you're a perfectionist, you believe your goals are more important than you which some people will still argue with you about. However, if you don't exist, you can't reach your goals. So, yes, I do believe they're important, and I would never say they're not important. They're just not as important as the next dimension of value, which is called extrinsic, and this has to do with tangible stuff you can touch with your hands. So if, um, if plans are systemic, that raising, creating something from that plan raises the level of value. So whatever your, your product is. So anything extrinsic is measurable and tangible. And, and so that's where you generate more value by having a goal and then doing something, right? The doing part is the, the extrinsic piece. And most of our lives we spend in these two dimensions, right? I mean, that's really project management has been a, about that. If you look in the the PMBOK, the Project Management Book of Knowledge that PMI puts out, that's what you'll see in that humongous <laughs> book, right? Or the practices that you should have and then even ways to, to measure them. And 
Those are important. I'm not saying they're not important. However, what Hartman discovered was third dimension of value, which is infinitely greater than those two, and this deals with the intrinsic. These are infinitely and innately valuable things. They're unique, priceless, and irreplaceable. And I know this word isn't in the PMBOK, but I believe this is, these are still important on projects as well, and that's um, these things called human beings. Yeah, they're sometimes needed as well, and they fall into the uh, intrinsic category. What happens when we don't go into the intrinsic dimension? We see people as human doings and not as human beings. Um, and Dr. Hartman's research, he says people withhold a 40% latent reserve of their cooperation and productivity until they feel valued as human beings first. And so wow. understanding the, the hierarchy of value can, because you have your plan, you create your product, but that's not the most value you get. It's what your product does in the lives of human beings, because it's human beings that are paying the bill. That's very so that's interesting. that's sort of the value dynamics of axiology there. And so, so coming back to that that forty percent. So they're saying, unless in, in, in they value me or they value my input or or I feel valued, I'm I'm knowingly or unknowingly withholding forty percent of of what I'm producing or or participating. Yeah, or contributing your 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 buy-in, your your productivity, your cooperation. People will withhold that. Now, that, Hartman did his work back in the manufacturing area in the 50s and 60s. Nowadays, uh, Liz Wiseman in her book, Multiplier, she talks about people withholding 50 to 80% be- because they don't feel valued. So just think about this. You know, Think about the leaders that you want to follow or the managers that you would work for. I, I do this all the time in my workshops. I just uh, did it for a corporate client this past week, and I said, hey, what? Describe the attributes of the leader that you will willingly follow. And you hear things like integrity, caring, compassionate, honest, trustworthy. You hear that those are all intrinsic characteristics that they were saying. And so they they will willingly follow those people. They will give their all for those people. Um, Now, it's nice if they're competent, too. (laughs) That would be good. But... uh, but yeah, it's the intrinsic part that that allows people to to give their to give their all. Um, but a lot of times we end up focusing on the processes. So we're going to focus on writing these precise job descriptions or putting these rules or policies in place, and um, and that's not how people feel cared for, and what will help them give more. Yeah. So what's interesting is you you look at something a certification like ISO nine thousand. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if you're familiar with that, that has nothing to do with the, the personal side of it. Right. It's all right. policies, procedures. And so right. when I, I always giggle at a, a clients like, oh, we're ISO certified. It's like, great. So people can point to a book and say, that's where, that's where my job lies, but it has nothing to do with the people that can do it. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times it doesn't even have to do with the, the value that they're creating in the world. Their product may be the best product on the planet, but if the people don't, know it or feel it or connect with that, they don't, they don't get it. I worked with a guy who worked for a seed company. He was a project manager at a seed company, and all he did was regulatory affairs. So he did regulatory submissions. And his people were always getting burnt out. And I'm like, well, what do you guys do? Well, we submit paperwork to government so we can sell seeds in other countries. Is, is that life-changing? <laughs> Not for us. And I'm like, hold on a minute. What about your customers? 
And all of a sudden, like, his mind opened up, and he thought about this tribe they had just heard about who had used their seeds in some African country, who now, for the first time in seven generations, this tribe was debt-free to any of the other tribes around because of their seeds. Now, wouldn't that be great to know, if you were just there doing paperwork all the time, that there's intrinsic value in you putting these submissions in to these countries so that you can sell seeds in them? Some, just something like that. People tend to forget about the intrinsic of the people side, and yet that's the most valuable uh, axiologically in terms of the mathematics behind science. Yeah, Stephen Covey's you know latest book is is you know he was describing that he said most people don't even know where they fit in the strategic value or strategic plan. So <laughs> saying that knowledge workers themselves need to know you know, how their jobs fit into the overall strategic plan in order to be successful. So I think this is certainly something that's becoming a sweeping uh, portion and something that's very, very valuable into the workforce, especially now as you deal with digital digital disruption and the speed in which business is moving. So we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to discuss how to measure the VQ profile. Uh, We'll actually give some links as well and how you can take a VQ profile assessment And uh, we'll also be discussing uh, three steps to getting unstuck, as promised from Tracy Duas, our axiology expert. Uh, You're listening to The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers... Servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. And the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy, and the opportunities for businesses are endless, but only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. 
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back. I'd like to thank our sponsor, CA Technologies, uh, for sponsoring the Work-Life Balance. We certainly appreciate their patronage and, and appreciate all that they do uh, for us, for R-Square Consulting. If you'd like to find out more about CAPPM, uh, which is what I think is the premier software tool in the industry, uh, you can contact R-Square Consulting, contact me, and we'd love to uh, talk to you more about CAPPM, uh, especially with the new version coming out. In fact, uh, next week on our show, we're going to have Paul Pedrazzi, who's going to be uh, uh, really instrumental in revolutionizing the industry uh, with the new version of CAPPM that's coming out. Uh, we're talking with Tracy Duez today about uh, axiology, and, and we were just discussing uh, you know, really uh, the uh, three dimensions of value of axiology, and, and really she just helped me connect a, a dot um, on you know, when I'm doing presentations, when I'm really talking to uh, clients. We talk about work breakdown structures, and I think that's something that's really underutilized um, in in the industry. Not just doing a work breakdown structure, but doing it properly, where the entire team comes together. I used to say Tracy all the time to them is is you know why do you involve the entire team? And it's because that they need to know what they're doing. I said, imagine being a server tech who just built servers all day, and they're sitting in their room, and all they do is build servers. But what if that person knew that server? Um, tech knew that the server that they were building today was going to be for an application that was going to be revolutionizing the industry. And that they could say, hey, the server I built did that, right? How much cooler would it be for them to know that what they were doing today wasn't just going to be the standard server build, but it was going to be something that helps revolutionize their industry? You know, how much you know, more important would they feel today for, for doing that? Absolutely. And that's about... about- Leadership is about supplying them the the reason that intrinsic value, so that they can feel. I mean, I ask people, "What do you want to do?" And I just keep boiling it down. Everybody on the planet that I run into wants to to make a difference. They want to make a positive difference somewhere, and that's intrinsic. They want to make a positive difference in the lives of other people, and and that's really what that intrinsic dimension is about. And some people are very scared about it, right? Because they don't teach that in school. They they just teach you the systemic and the extrinsic, the systems, and then how to do stuff. Um, and, and taking it to that next dimension of the intrinsic, the infinitely valuable, uh, priceless stuff is, uh, is I think, where, where we need to go as, as a society. Um, especially if you look at, at young people today, people are like, I don't know how to how to motivate them or whatever. Well, that's because if you look at the three dimensions of value... Systemic has to do with survival. Human beings got that covered. Extrinsic has to do with stuff. I call it success. If you want to come from survival to success, we all, we've raised the the human standard of living to a point where even the the poorest people. This isn't a political comment, but even the the poorest people they they have stuff, especially here in, in the United States. And so what what do you get? What's beyond that? And that's significance. And that's the intrinsic piece of it. So if we learn how to speak in all three dimensions of value and 
we'll be able to lead lead people to to achieve even greater things to get unstuck. That's a great point. So so talk to the listeners and and tell them how they you know how do you measure with the VQ profile and and even so how can they measure their VQ profile? Yeah, so so VQ uh, you know you know IQ is uh, intelligence quotient and EQ is emotional intelligent quotient and GQ is something you'll be on the cover of someday. I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> um, that's something very different. But VQ is a value judgment quotient. Uh, every choice that you make, every decision you make is a value judgment. And what the VQ profile measures is your ability to make value judgments in each of these dimensions of value that I talked about. And so some of us are really good at the intrinsic stuff. We get people, we love people, we can we have a great intuition. Other people may not be gifted in that, but they're really gifted when it comes to systems. They can see how to design something. They can see how to get from point A to point B very quickly, and that's that's their gift. Some people are good at, at producing things with their with their hands, and uh, so that's the extrinsic side of things. So. We, we're all good at thinking in those different dimensions. We all have a strength. Problem is, most of us don't know what it is. I didn't know what mine was because I had no self-esteem, and yet mine had to do with people, nurturing others, valuing other people. But I never got to do that because I had no self-confidence and I was afraid of people. <laughs> so I didn't even know it was my strength. <laughs> I just worked in Excel spreadsheets and on and on computer laboratory computer systems. Uh, so the VQ profile allows us to measure where you think the best. So you mentioned earlier in the show about the the things on the list. The VQ profile is very simple. It's the Hartman value profile, uh, a different uh, uh, type of, of of profile, not personality or behavioral, and. It asks you just to think. That's all we ask you to do. We ask you to rank two sets of 18 items. And you put the best thing at the top, most valuable thing at the top, and the worst thing at the bottom of the list. And there's two sets of those with different statements on them. So uh, as you do that, there is a mathematical right answer, if you want to call it right. There's a mathematical hierarchy of value. And so we compare your personal hierarchy of value how you rank those items, to the mathematical hierarchy of value. And where you are aligned, that's where your, your natural cognitive assets are. That's where your natural strengths are. And where you're not so aligned, well, that's where we have cognitive biases. Oftentimes, we might not even know what they are, but the assessment can measure that. And uh, the bias isn't necessarily bad, but it's just if you recognize those thoughts, and they don't show up for you or they're never triggered, that's not a big deal. But if they are, they become liabilities for you. And so what that, what those cognitive liabilities mean is those are areas where we tend to transpose value, where we tend to put something of lesser value, a system, over something of greater value, a person. And so if we were to rank things like uh, caring for others, um, uh, being part of a group, being in a group, or uh, producing a thing, there's a there's a natural hierarchy of value to that. And if we transpose things, we can get those out of order. So some people will put being in a group above all else. 
and anybody else that's not in that group is somehow less than. Well, we see that. That's what some of the wars are started over, is whether or not you're in a group or, or not. Um, well, if we put being right, which is systemic, over producing a thing, we end up sitting around yelling about who's right and not getting anything done. So we're not generating or creating more value. So that's really what the BQ profile is all about, helping you get better at creating value, which I believe is what we all do throughout our lives, and, um, and, and avoiding those pitfalls that we have where we might have cognitive biases that get in our way that transpose value. So we're going to give an offer to the listeners right now, um, and, and we'll put these links out on the show links, and, and we'll tweet them out as well. Um, but you can go to http colon uh, slash slash myvqs, so myvqs.com slash r2, and uh, you can take this VQ profile assessment for free. You can get the results. Uh, it'll tell you if you know you're messed up or not. No, I'm just teasing. No, it'll it'll tell you um, your your VQ uh, for free. Uh, it also gives you an offer to talk to Tracy as well. Um, but uh, you know, go find out. I, I you know I took it uh, a while back. Uh, I think it's something you can also reassess as you go. Um, but uh, it gives you uh, a, an offer to talk to Tracy, uh, even schedule time with Tracy. Um, to uh, get some personal coaching, and in um, you know we've got about three minutes till our next break, Tracy. But I'll, you know, talk about what you offer uh, on the backside of, of them taking this BQ profile. Yeah. So, so the uh, what we call the first steps report is what you'll get uh, when you take the assessment. You're ranking two sets of eighteen items, and uh, what happens there is we actually get thirty six results. However, we don't bombard you with all of those. Uh, in your first steps report, you're going to get one of your strengths or your cognitive assets, and we're going to show you two of your cognitive biases. And then on the pages that, de- that describe each of those DQs, it'll, it'll have some, some text, of course, and then some of it you'll agree with and some of it you won't. And that's okay. This isn't, uh, we're trying, we're measuring thinking and we're trying to guess at how they might show up. And so, uh, as we guess at how those show up, some of it's going to be there for you and some of it's not. And so that's okay. You don't have to throw the whole uh, baby out with the bathwater, as they say. So you'll get one of your strengths uh, and two of your liabilities, and then in that we'll teach you how to use your strengths. Um, there's a, a video that you can watch. I think it's 25 minutes that will follow. that will explain a little bit more about the test and how to, how to use your results. And then if you want to dig a little deeper, there's there'll be a link after the video where you can – schedule a 15-minute phone call with me to go over your specific measurements if you'd like, and, um, and you could go beyond that as well. I offer the full report where you can get all of yours if you like it, and then coaching around that, which really is, is thinking coaching. We teach you about how you can think better and, and use your, your assets that we measured there in the, in the report. And the 15-minute call is free, correct? Absolutely. Yay. For your people, Rick. Come on. Look at that. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the three steps to getting unstuck. So what's great is, is you know, you can take this VQ profile. You can do that uh, completely free. Again, that website is myvqs.com slash R2. And on the back side of that, you do get a uh, free report and you can do discuss your results uh, for free with Tracy. Uh, and then, of course, if you want to get uh, deeper into that and, and get some coaching, which I've had uh, personal uh, experience with, as well as had several clients go through this, 
uh, and I've gotten to uh, witness uh, personal transformations of, of you know entire corporations uh, getting better through uh, Tracy's tutelage. So uh, take the test. I mean, there, there's no risk in doing it. It's fantastic. And uh, not only that, but uh, having to make the decisions on the 18 items, uh, you'll find just to be entertaining in, in, in the offset. It's, it's one of the most unique profiles you'll ever take, I guarantee it. Uh, and we'll see you on the other side of the break. This is the Work-Life Balance. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other, where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage, where applications aren't just part of your brand, they are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. And the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy. And the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And welcome back to the Work-Life Balance. We have been talking all show with uh, Tracy Duez. It's been entertaining as always. I love her to death uh, ever since we met in Denver, Colorado, which seems like 60 years ago, which can't be because she's only 22. Um, is uh, Tracy Duez, uh, an expert in axiology of the brain. And so we've been discussing really, you know, people get stuck in their thinking. We've, we've talked about, you know, how that's, you know, you can get stuck because of low self-confidence, false beliefs, fear of uncertainty, uh, haven't found their purpose. You know, the real problem is your thinking. We've talked about uh, axiology and the three dimensions of value. 
Uh, we've talked about how you can measure their VQ profile and go to myvqs.com uh, slash r2 and, and get their own profile, get some free um, consultation from you, Tracy. But now let's get to the nitty-gritty. And, and what are three steps uh, where people can get unstuck in their thinking and really um, start to harness the power of their own thinking? Yeah, that's. I really do want to give your listeners some things that they can actually do, right, outside of just listening to us here today. So one has to do with the, the thing we talked about in terms of purpose, and that's cre- creating your purpose. A lot of people are really good at, like, mission and vision. Like, mission is, is what you want to do, and the vision is, like, out there, right, what you see in your mind. Does also relate to axiology, by the way. Um, and so the purpose piece of it has to do with who you want to be. And so I often ask people, who do you want to be? And, and it's funny because I get results like, well, I want to be the senior program manager. I want to be the CEO. No. See, those are roles that you would like to do. I want to know who would you like to be. And so for those listening, think about maybe it's your retirement party or maybe it's your funeral. What are the attributes and characteristics that you want people to say about you? I mean, do you want them to say, oh, my gosh, Matt Rick Morris, he was awesome with her charts. I mean, it's great if you want to be remembered for that, Rick. But do you know, that's probably not at your You know me too well. <laughs> what you want them to say, right? Oh, my gosh, hurt. That is awesome. It, that's okay if that's one of But it's probably not the thing, like, that you want your wife and your kids to say about you, right? So what are those attributes and characteristics? Uh, I can put you on the spot, can I, Rick? What are, what are some of the attributes and characteristics you want people to say about you? Right. I always wanted to be known uh, as one of the best fathers out there. I was always there for the kids, right? Always yes. there for the kids. Yes. Excellent. So so what are some of the attributes of a best best father, right? You'd want to be like loving or compassionate or uh, empathetic, right? Or decide, right. I don't know. There, there are certain for me, it was participative, right? So coaching, coaching football yeah. for Remo and, you know, speaking at the events for Ramsey, you know, I was always there. Yes. Present. present. I guess great. present was the word, yep. Yes, absolutely. And so those are the kind of things that you want to think about. So I, I invite your listeners to think of maybe six words that, that you, uh, the person that you either want to be or become. Maybe it's something you already have and you really love that about yourself and you want to do that. So I think of new words every, every year. And so uh, mine this year are authentic, bold, and compassionate. Uh, vulnerable, inspiring, and present. So those are things I want to work on, and that's, that's who I want to be. And so my purpose is to be those things. And, and so if you ask me to do something, and it's not going to help me be or become those six words, it's easy for me to say no, because it's not aligned with my purpose. And so many people are stuck because they don't even know who they want to be. And so they're, too, they're always looking for what to do next. To be honest, the people that, that you and I know, Rick, they could do almost anything. Like, they could do almost any role. And you can just slide around in different roles and never become the person that you, that you want to become. And so defining the attributes, the intrinsic pieces of who you are can, can be very helpful, very inspiring there to uh, create your purpose. And then what you want to do, step number two, is 
using the VQ profile that even the, the, the first steps report that you get is you want to look at your cognitive uh, biases, the, the two low VQs as we call them. It shows up on that report. And you want to figure out what, what triggers these things because from a low VQ, you're not accurately assessing value. You're not making good value judgments because you're only seeing part of the picture. Uh, you remember my mom told me not to talk to strangers. So my brain filtered out half of the picture or more if strangers were in it because they didn't matter. My brain learned to avoid those. And that's what our VQs measure, those areas where we have this bias. Maybe we're only looking in one one direction. And so we want to make sure that we we understand those and that we're mindful of those areas and what can what can trigger trigger it. And then as soon as we see the trigger, usually it's a who, by the way, that tr- triggers these things. <laughs> as soon as we see or in the presence of that trigger, the on page five of your first steps report, you will be given centering questions. And these are questions that you'll ask your brain, you'll ask in your head to yourself that will instantly cause you to shift into that perspective, into that VQ 100, 100% that we call it, that is your strength. And from this VQ 100, that's where you see value the most accurately. Now, it's not about answering the question. It's just about asking it because it's in the asking that causes your brain to shift to another perspective. Because we have all these perspectives in our head and sometimes we don't know which one to listen to, right? We look on one shoulder, we see the angel. We turn, look over the other shoulder. We think it's the devil, but he's dressed as an angel. We don't know what to do. Uh, This assessment helped me understand the thoughts that were going on in my head, the thoughts that were calling my, where I was calling myself a loser, I got to realize that, that that's a limited perspective. And so when you start to use your strengths, when I started to step into the world of other people, see, see the world through their eyes, one of the people that I saw through their eyes was me. And they didn't think I was a loser. So as soon as I started to hear loser thoughts, I'm like, hey, dude, did you, did you hear what Rick said? Or did you see what Joe said? Or whatever it happened to be. And so from the areas of our strengths, that's where we're going to not transpose value, where we're going to make the, the best decisions that we can. Hey, Tracy, I want to pause right there. We've got a, a caller that has a question for us. Kevin from San Antonio wanted to, to chime in real quick. Hey, Kevin, how are you, oh, sir? Great, Rick. How are you? All right, sir. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, just wanted to call and say congratulations on the show. Um, it's not very often that I get a chance to talk to two of my favorite people. I wanted to take advantage of that. Outstanding. Welcome. Hello, Tracy. Hey, Kevin. So my question is, um, we all have those tapes that go on in our head, and we all um, we can do different types of tests to find out how to be better. Um, one of the things I try to emphasize to people, and when you guys do what you do, and I love what you both do to help other people just realize and, and get better, um, whatever situation they're in, sometimes we have to be okay with the way we are wired. Um, you know, the Marcus Buckingham uh, strength finder kind of movement. What are your thoughts on that? Well, great question, Kevin. That's, uh, I love the Marcus Buckingham strength finders. Uh, I believe that, that those things in the Gallup strength finders poll, Tom Rath has it out there as well. What they do is they help you with your doing strengths, uh, what it is that you do. I think it's a great complement to what we do. We teach you about your thinking strengths, the underlying thoughts that can help you see and produce the, the greatest value. So I think it's a great combination. In the coaching programs that we offer, one of them is an online program that, that, I, that I have out called MindWorks, where we teach you how your mind works so that you can make it work better. And 
in that program, we teach you. We don't. I don't care about your liabilities. There, who loves to do the things that they suck at? Not too many people. Well, unless you're a golfer, like me, then you do. But other than that, we we don't. And so, using our strengths is is really the key, and that's what we teach you how to do in in all of our in all of our programs with uh, with the VQ profile. That's great. Well, I'm going to go retake that test again. Um, it helped me the first time. I'm going to do it again, and then I'm going to recommend others do the same. Congratulations to you both. Uh, great talking to you. Keep doing what you do. Thank you, Kevin, Thanks, so Kevin. much. And Tracy, unfortunately, we're out of time. Um, please visit uh, myvqs.com slash r2. Take your own profile. Uh, Tracy uh, uh, just did mention her MindWorks program. She's got a, if you don't like to talk to people and don't want <laughs> to talk to Tracy, um, she's got an online program that's going to be teaching all of this coaching. Um, buy her book. Um, buy my book. Go to Amazon.com. Uh, you can you can get uh, both of that stuff uh, there. Uh, again, this has been Tracy Duez, a uh, great friend of mine, phenomenal coach, uh, very, very personal in what she does. Uh, I recommend everyone uh, uh, taking a chance uh, to, to uh, give her the chance to coach you. Um, next week, we have Paul Pedrazzi on the phone uh, with us. Uh, he's going to be discussing, uh, you know, he was on Shark Tank and is revolutionizing the industry uh, by uh, redoing the CA PPM tool. It's going to be a fantastic program. I appreciate everyone listening uh, to today and look forward to having you on next week uh, with the Work-Life Balance. This has uh, been Rick Morris. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show. 